0: Why don't you turn to Luke chapter 4 and verse number 16. As you're doing that, I want to welcome Dylan and Carlin that are back with us. Yeah. Newlyweds. Have y'all kissed yet? Not yet. You can now. It's okay. <laughs> so glad y'all are back. We love you guys so much. So happy for you. It's a great life. It's a great life. Kristen says when you marry your best friend, life is just one big slumber party. And it is. Except when they snore in the middle of the night. And it's not much slumbering. All right, Luke chapter 4. Y'all ready for the Word today? Oh, God. Are you ready for the Word today? Okay, good. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. This is speaking of Jesus. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted." To proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, what Jesus was saying is the title of this message theme for the next several weeks. This is going to be the best year ever. Say it with me the best year ever. And then, the Bible says, and then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I want to continue talking today uh, in this message series, uh, The Best Year Ever. I want to continue talking what we started last week, the formula for fulfillment. Everybody say, the formula for fulfillment. Kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? Uh, Casey picks on me a little bit because I love alliteration. And this is as alliteration as you can get. Don't be mad at Casey. It's friendly. Right, Casey? Formula for fulfillment. They didn't like me picking on you. I like that. Good. Okay. Good. Last week we talked about the fact that the first step in moving toward fulfillment. First of all, how many want some fulfillment in your life? You ready for some things to be fulfilled? All right, make sure I got the audience that wants to hear this today. Uh, The first step in the formula for fulfillment is identification. Identification. If you're taking notes and you were not here last week, write that down. Luke 3, 21, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. If you've never been baptized, Jesus Christ set an example of baptism. I would encourage you to be baptized. Profess your faith publicly in Jesus Christ. That will be happening next week. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven that said, You are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. Identification. This moment in Jesus' life, this baptism moment where the Holy Spirit falls upon Him, it represents His anointing. And this is the time and place where God calls us His. Where He says to you, you are mine, I love you, I'm pleased with you. How many would be okay if you just heard Him say that every morning? Those three things. You're mine, because we're working hard to prove that we're His, right? Right? I love you. And we're working hard to make sure he loves us. And I'm pleased with you. And we're really working hard for that. And he says all of this before Jesus Christ has performed one miracle or shed one drop of blood. I love you. You're mine. I love you. I'm pleased with you. This represents that time where God says you're mine. I've called you to do this. Where your identity is confirmed. And as I said last week, we all need a time and a place where this happens in our life. If you have never had that moment in your life where it went beyond you just confessing Him as your Lord and Savior. Where it goes beyond you just saying that I'm a believer. But where something happens where you know that you know that you know that He called you His. You need that moment. How many have had that moment before? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're like, yeah, I've had that moment before. All right? Some of you may have had that moment, but you don't think you had it because you're judging that moment by someone else's moment. Listen, when you have that moment, you're not going to question it. You are going to know. If you've never had that, I want to encourage you in the next seven days of this 21 days of devotion to devote it to that. Ask God, God, I want to have that moment where it's a baptism, where you fall on me. It's that time of anointing and and identification. As I said last week, where something happens to you that you can't explain, but you can't deny. Pray for that to happen in your life. That's step number one. And then watch what the Scripture says. Luke chapter 4 and 1. Jesus, full of the Spirit. So remember what we said several weeks ago. The Spirit falls, then the Father speaks, and then the Spirit fills. There's something that happens after He identifies you that there is a fullness of His Spirit in you. So the Spirit can fall on you, but until you have this moment of identification, I don't know that you're really completely full of the Spirit. There's something about Him identifying you as His that fills you up with the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit continually reminds you you're a child of God. It groans in you saying you are a child of God. And Jesus, full of the Spirit, left Jordan and was led by the Spirit. Come on, how many want to be Spirit-led? Into the wilderness. Oh, no. Okay. Can I take that hand raised back? Where, for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. Not just tempted yeah. by food or a computer yeah. or a person, by Diablos, Beelzebub, <laughs> Lord of the poop Pile. You know, that's what his name means, right? Just making sure, let your kids know that, okay? The accuser of the brother, that's who went after Jesus. He was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. At the end of them, he was hungry. After identification comes your next phase in the formula to fulfillment, and that is called frustration or temptation. You can write both of those down, whatever one it is for you, frustration or temptation. And he was led, the Spirit falls on him, you're my son, now he's full of the Holy Spirit. And you would think that that's it, right? That's what we're praying for, right? Yeah, full of the Holy Spirit. And then that Spirit that fills him up leads him into the toughest time of his life so far. Anybody ever had that moment where you feel like God calls you His and you're fired up, man? I ran out of that grave. Let's go. I'm ready. And the next week you walk into the roughest time that you've ever walked through. Is that just me? Because I'm raising my hand, both hands and a foot, okay? And that's where we start questioning. We question ourselves. We question our church. We question your pastor. You question your spouse. You question God. Did did I really hear from God? Was that really Him? Let me just say this to you. A wilderness time always precedes a new dimension. Always. Before God takes you into a promised land, He always takes you through a wilderness. And I don't know why. And I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to have, a, me and Jesus going to have a little conversation when I get to heaven about them dry times, man. Why? I don't know why he does, but you think about every single, Israel, before you get to the promised land, you're going through the wilderness. Elijah, you're in the wilderness. John the Baptist lived in the wilderness. Paul has to go to the wilderness. Jesus goes to the wilderness. Why? Because the desert tests your title. So write that down. The desert tests your title. That's all it is at the beginning. It's just a title. You haven't fully accepted it as your identity until it has been tested. So remember what happens. You're my son, right? You're my son. He goes into the wilderness, tempted by the devil, and what's the first question Satan says to him? And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. You're my son, if you are the son of God. So anytime God speaks something fresh and new over your life, receive it, celebrate in it, get excited in it. But you need to make sure that you're full of the Spirit because you're about to go into a dry time where that title is going to be tested. But you need to respond the same way Jesus responded. The father says, you're my son. Satan says, if you are the son. And Jesus says, don't you tempt the Lord your God. He quoted the word and he knew who God had called him to be. So when you're in a tough time, always go back to the thing that got you where you are. Go back to the word of God. Go back to what you know your heavenly father spoke over you. Don't let the enemy, because that's his job is to try to dissuade and distract and accuse. So you get so off focus and don't let that happen. Just go right back at him and say, if you are the son, I am a child of God. So shut up and get behind me, okay? (laughs) So your wilderness might be temptation. It could be temptation. Temptation represents the wanting. The wanting. Temptation represents the wanting. That thing that you want. If I just had that. If I could just get her. If I could. You know what I'm talking about. It's that thing that you want. It's this desire. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago that we're not talking about satisfaction. We're talking about fulfillment. Because you're never satisfied. Amen. We're always wanting more, 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 more. I want more, more. And I, you can be, as I said last week, especially on a fast, you can be in the middle of eating thinking about when you're going to eat next. Yeah. I can be in a romantic moment with my wife, already thinking about the next romantic moment with my wife. Amen, man. Can I get an amen? amen. See, man, y'all should have said amen right there. Y'all should have been on that. We're never satisfied. Soon as you get that car, then you're like, well, man, it's getting a little dull now. Can I get that next one and that promotion and what's next? And it's on. Oh, we're always wanting more. What is that in your life? It could be that that temptation represents the fact that God has called you to be something. This temptation is in your life to try to distract you from what God has really called you to be. So, next time you're tempted by it and you want it, and you want to give in to it, instead of fighting the temptation, look back to what God called you to be, and it's beyond where you are. I'm going to tell you something, from personal experience, that doesn't always work. You're going to mess up. You're going to give into it, but that works ten times better than you trying to fight it on your own. Go back to what God called you to be, and quote the Word of God, and then move on. So, your dry time may be temptation, and that represents the wanting. Your dry time may be frustration, that represents the waiting. And I don't know about you, but I've found sometimes that the waiting is harder than the wanting. Because the wanting is right here, right now. The waiting is, my God, when is this going to happen? I know what you've called me to do, and now here I am just marching around the wilderness, just out here hanging out with the devil for 40 days, and can't eat nothing. Just what? What is going on? Anybody there, right there, right now? That frustration time? As the songwriter said, the waiting is the hardest part. So whether it's a temptation for you or whether it's a frustration for you, either way, it is a test. I want you to write that down. It is a test. I'm going to give you some really incredible deep. Revelation right now. The only way to go to the next level is to pass the test. The only way you go to the next phase is to pass the test. The only way you go to the next grade is to pass the test. Why do we just accept that in school but not in our walk with God? Why do you accept the fact that if you don't do well in this job, you don't get a promotion? Right? You don't expect a promotion if you're terrible at the job you're doing right now, if you're failing all the tests that they're giving you. You don't expect to, or you may, but you maybe expect it, so you're delusional. Okay, but that's another issue. We all fully expect the fact that you got to pass the test to go to the next level, except when it comes to the things of God. For some reason in our mind, and I don't know if it's a prosperity doctrine, I don't know what it is, but for some reason we think, as soon as we say, I confess you as my Lord and Savior, He just takes all of heaven and goes, here's everything. Every gift, all the fruit, everything, it's all yours, all the power and authority, take it. It doesn't work that way. Because he wants to make sure that we can handle the next level, that's why he puts things in our life that test us. Now, some of you right now, but there's a scripture that says God tempts no one, and God, you got, don't, mis, don't misrepresent those two. Okay, we're talking about when God gives you something and calls you. God's not malicious. Okay. But God calls you to do things, and then he allows things to happen in our life that will test that title that he's spoken over us. How many are in the middle of the test right now? You know you are. Well, let me give you a little, and some of you that have been with us, uh, we, we are six years old. We're going to celebrate that next week, by the way. Celebrate six years as a church. Isn't that great? Six years as a church. Uh, those of you who have been with us for those six years, you've heard me say this, but it's one of my favorite things to say, is the teacher never talks during the test. And I want you to write that down, because you're going to need that. The teacher never talks during the test. And some of you are right now in the middle of that test, and you're going, I can't hear from God! Before I was hearing from him, yeah, because the heavens were ripped open. You're my child. You know what I mean, yeah, everybody heard that. But I'm not hearing from him now. You're in a test. And Ms. Rudder, if the teacher talks during the test, it's cheating. We're screaming, God, please give me a word. And he's sitting back in his chair with his feet propped up on the desk eating an apple not because he's mean or sadistic, but he wants you to pass the test so that you can step into everything that he has for you on the other side. Come on, is that a word for anybody besides me? Listen, this does not impact his love for you. It does not impact the fact that you're going to spend eternally with him in heaven. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... How much abundance you live in, and freedom you live in in this life right now? How much access and authority you move into right here, right now? I don't know about you, but I do not want to go into heaven just a servant. I want to walk into heaven as a joint heir with Jesus Christ, with everything that he's that he's called me to do. Amen. The rest of y'all just want to stumble in, barely make it, huh? Mm mm. I want, I want to knock the gates down. We're running so fast, baby. Let's go. So how do I pass the test? Number one, don't react out of fear. This is what Israel did, where they started, they had doubt and unbelief, and they started murmuring and complaining. Be careful murmuring and complaining, because read the story of what happened to them. They got all kinds of diseases. There's one moment where the ground just opened up and swallowed a whole bunch of murmurs. You know what murmuring is? The little translation of murmuring is this right here. You put your hand over your mouth. And... How many murmured this week? Can you believe what she is wearing? I can't believe God would put me in that situation. Right? That's what that's what fear does. It, it makes you think that God has forgotten about you. He doesn't love you and so you start doubting. You have unbelief and And what that does is that just leaves you in the test for longer. They were only supposed to go through the wilderness to get to the promised land, but they spent 40 years wandering in the same wilderness all because they couldn't pass the test. So don't blame God for the long waiting period. It could be He's waiting on you just to pass the test. I keep giving it. It's like a retake. I keep giving it to you. Our sons get retakes. I, I never had, how many never got a retake? Raise your hand, old school people. Like, you get to retake the test? Really? You have no retake. God gives retakes. Every single morning, His mercies are made new. You wake up, get a retake. But the way you pass the test is don't retake it out of fear, retake it out of faith faith in God's word. If His Word said it, you believe it. Faith in who God called you to be. If God called you to be that, then believe it and walk in it. Faith in God. Faith in God's Word. Faith in what God's called you. And just faith in God. And I'm going to tell you the greatest, the the most powerful faith there is, is called trust. That's That's when faith is at its most powerful, is when it's trust. When the Hebrew children said our God is well able to deliver us, but if not, we still will not bow. And what i found is when you walk in that kind of faith, that's when God walks into the fire with you. But I'll move that on because that was a good preaching moment right there. So how do I make it through this time of frustration and temptation? Know who you are. That's your identity. And then know that where you're headed is beyond where you are. And that's your destiny. Identity, I know who God's called me to be. Destiny is, I'm not where He's called me to be. God has not called me to be a wilderness wanderer, to just be hungry all the time, tempted by the devil. He's called me to walk as a king and a priest and an authority. Amen? Breakthrough happens when you realize that you are a child of God and if God put you where you are, He trusts that you can handle it and that He has a purpose for this process. Read it several weeks ago. Romans chapter 8 says that frustration is part of us being liberated into glorious liberty. So there's a reason for this frustration. There's a reason for the testing, for the temptation. It's because God wants us to be released into more power and authority than we've ever had before. Come on, can I get a good amen from the hills this morning? So how do I step through breakthrough? How do, I, how do I have breakthrough in my life? Realize you're a child of God, that if He puts you there, He believes you can handle it, and that He has a purpose for the process. And the purpose is found in our next passage of Scripture, Luke 4, 13. And when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. He didn't leave him completely. Satan never leaves you alone. He leaves you alone so he can figure out when the next time is to come back around, all right? And Jesus returned to Galilee in the... Come on, I know all y'all ain't Pentecostal, but say it like you are. Come on, say, power. You got to spit on somebody if you're going to say it like you need to say it. Say, power. Power. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. The formula for fulfillment is this. Identification. Then frustration. But once you make it through the frustration, number three is activation. Yeah, that's right. Where the things that God has put on you and in you are suddenly activated. Now, I believe this is where most believers stop short, right here. I believe we have a whole bunch of believers that have given their heart to Jesus Christ but have never fully had Him fall on them. I believe there are other people that have had Him fall on them but have never had Him just fill them to overflowing. But I believe there's a whole bunch of people that have had Him fill them but they've never really operated in the power Of the Spirit. That's what I'm praying for in my life this next next seven days. Is Lord, I don't want you just to follow me and feel me. I want to be walking around in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, to really get what we're talking about, you probably need to go back to the first week of this series where we talked about the work of the Holy Spirit. Let me say something to you, and I want you to write this down. You can be appointed, this is your purpose. This is when God appoints you to a specific purpose. All right? If you don't know what that is, you need to pray for that. Like Jeremiah, before you were born, I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. It took me many years to know what I was appointed to do. I knew that I was an encourager. I found that out years ago. That's what. Okay, that's my gift. That's what I do. I knew that. But it took me till I was 40 years old to know that I had been appointed to be a pastor. I was 40 years old before I really just said, okay, yeah, I get it. I was a singer and a worship leader and did some TV stuff and a husband and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I finally one day realized, oh, I'm called to be a pastor. And when I really realized and accepted that appointment, I started walking in more authority and access and freedom than I ever had before. So, what is your appointment? What has God appointed you to do? That's your purpose. Next is, what is your anointing? So God appoints you for something, and then He anoints you for something. Your appointment is your purpose or your destiny. Your anointing is when you're set aside for God's purposes. And that is when you receive your identity, okay? So you can be appointed to something, but never feel like you're anointed for it. Two different things. Pray for that but then I'll take it another level. I believe that you can be appointed for something, you can be anointed for something, but not be activated to do it yet. And we see this in Jesus' life. The Spirit falls, the Spirit fills, but only after his time of frustration and temptation is he walking in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say activated. activated. Timothy tells us that there are people that have a form of godliness, but deny the power of it. So they've got a form of it. They've had the Spirit fall on them, fill them, but there's no power connected to it. Are you living that kind of life? That's not the kind of life that Jesus Christ wants you to live. He wants you to be living a, pow- a life full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Activate it. You can have all the tools. You can have all the schematics, right? You can have all the wires run and the circuits and all this stuff done. We had a Logan Potts came to our house and was doing some electrical work not long ago. And I was watching as he was running the wires and getting all ready and everything was good. But what if he just got the wires all situated, light bulb in, everything's ready, and then he just left? He didn't leave. He went back to the breaker box and went, click. What did he do? He activated what he had already set up. God wants to activate the things that are in your life. Now, I believe right now I'm talking to some people that you know you're missing something in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't figure out what it is. I believe this is what it is. You need to start praying for the Holy Spirit to be activated in your life. The the switch just flipped on. Not just Spirit fall, not just Spirit fill me, not just be led of the Spirit, but walking in the power of the Spirit. Now, I know some of you right now are like, yes, that boy raised Pentecostal. He loves talking about this kind of stuff. I don't care if you're a Presbyterian, a Nazarene, Church of Christ, atheist. It doesn't matter to me. Or all of the above at the same time. I do not care. I'm talking about the the abundant life that Jesus Christ bled and died for. He was not massacred and mutilated for you and I just to get by and barely make it into heaven. All of that happened so we could walk in the fullness and power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Amen. Look what Luke 24 and 49 says. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. And the one translation says, I'm sending the Holy Spirit upon you. Everybody say, on me. And we know at the day of Pentecost, He didn't just fall on them, but He filled them. So I can be, He can fall, He can fill. But watch what it says. But tarry. That word tarry means wait. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued, are clothed with power from on high. Let me read it again. You can have the Holy Spirit fall on you and fill you, but not be walking in the power of the Spirit because you haven't waited. And that takes us back to frustration. (laughs) Because we want it right now. Amen? I want everything right now. I want Amazon now. I don't want to wait for one day shipping. I want it now. I want to click and you at my door as soon as I turn around. Why is this phone so slow? Come on. Amen? And it's the same thing. We hear a word from God. We get it, have a revelation. And we want it now. And the reason we're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit is because we haven't waited and tarried I want to encourage you. Don't rush the time of testing. Do it the right way. Activation only comes after a time of frustration. When you've proven that you can handle the power, that's when he goes, all right. Click. And suddenly you start moving in things you've never moved in. Let me give you a great example. A few years ago, Chris and I made a made a decision. We we're going to launch two services. Remember, we're like, "All right, we're going to do it. Let's go." Two services. We're going to do it. This is before we launched two services. We're going to do it. I showed up in the back room and I just had this gnawing in me, like this thing. And I'm like, oh, we were going to announce. We had a big, like we did today, like a big deal. We're going to make a big announcement. Let's go." And I felt this thing in me, and I, I, I now I know what it is. It's called that lack of the peace of God. It's like, hmm. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I've already told the team. I've told Kristen. How do I back out of that one? Kristen walked in the office. She said, I got a weird feeling about this announcement today. I said, oh, me too. Well, I have an intercessor in my life. Um, Pastor Dale Walker in Monroe, Louisiana. Every morning at six o'clock, so every Sunday morning, I get a text from him. Praying for you today, here's what I'm praying. It's always encouraging. That day, The text came in. Pastor John, praying for you today, the Lord said to tell you, you're about to do something that's out of time. Don't do it. Lord. (laughs) And so we didn't do it. We waited. And then about a year later, we were able to launch those two services. But we launched them in such a healthy way. Instead of worried and stressful and forced and... ah, Right? Why? Because we needed that moment of waiting and getting things healthy and getting things where they need to go and then finally God says, okay I think y'all are ready now. Flip. And then cars are circling can't find a space, you know. And people are volunteering and giving his broken records and 91 fresh starts and why? Because we were just patient to wait during the wilderness time. Let me encourage you, don't force that moment. I would say two things: study the test, pass the test, but don't try to cheat on it. Okay. But how do I know? Let me tell you how you know. When the time, when God's quiet, when God's not speaking, how many want to know what to do when God's not speaking? Okay. What does a teacher do? When Claire Rudder taught my boys, here's what she would do: she would teach, 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 then she would test. Then there's no talking during that time. And then the only time she starts talking is when they pass the test. Now we're going to teach, teach, teach. Then there's another test, right? So when you're in the middle of the test, go back to what the teacher was telling you in the season prior to that. So go back to your journal. It's amazing to me, the people that will come to us and go, I need to meet with you. What's going on? Well, so and so, and I'm thinking, I just preached on that three weeks ago. God was telling you what you needed to hear. You don't need a one-on-one with me. You need to listen to what the teacher's telling you, what God's saying to you. Come on, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. How many feel that buzzing right here? Do you feel that? That's that Holy Spirit in you right now that God's wanting to activate in you. If you're ready for activation, just raise your hand. Come on, right where they are, Jesus. You see every hand raised in the name of Jesus. I'm praying right now. That you would activate giftings and callings and anointings in the mighty name of Jesus, right here in this room. Right here in this room. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Activation today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I don't want to just be a child of God. I want to be a join with Him. I want everything He's got for me. I don't want to just have him follow me. I, just don't, I don't want him just to fill me. I don't want to just be led by him. I want to be activated by him. Everything in me, I want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes. Let me pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I feel you so close. Come on, those of you that know the order of our service, don't tune me out right now. This is an important moment right here, right now. Thank you, Lord. I want to see the hands of those of you right now that you're in a time of frustration or temptation. Raise your hand. It's a dry time. Come on, hand up high. Man, I wish you had your eyes open. You could see this. You thought you were the only one. (laughs) It's 80% of us today. All right, put your hand down. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now for peace over them, the peace in the process. Frustrated angry probably some lashing out misunderstanding bitterness I speak peace over them right now come Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus breathe on them right where they are let them know that you love them and that you're never going to leave them they think they're alone but you're walking right beside them you may be hiding behind a rock but you're walking right beside them (laughs) I thank you for that Jesus Let them know that for every temptation, you always provide a way of escape. For every frustration, there's always a purpose bigger than that moment. In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on, those of you that know how to intercede right now, just quietly do that right where you are. You know how to pray in the Holy Spirit. Will you do that just right where you are? Let your spirit just begin to pray. Come on. I release you to do that right now. Come on, just, just let, let the Holy Spirit. Come on, Jesus. Some of you are feeling something you've never felt before. Some of you are experiencing something you've never experienced before. I'm going to let it just bathe over you right now. Thank you, Jesus. The peace of God. Amen. Yeah. How many are ready to be activated? Come on, I want to see your hand. You're ready to start walking in that power and that authority? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So here's what I want you to say. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I'm submitted to my season. I don't like it, but I love you, and I know you love me, and you've called me to be who I'm supposed to be. So I rest in that fact. I trust you. Help me to pass the test. Flip the switch, Jesus. I want more power, more authority, more access, more revelation, more understanding. Come on, say it. I'm ready to see miracles. I'm ready for visions and dreams in the name of Jesus. Come on, church family. Amen. Activation today. Come on, let the, let the switch be flipped. Yes. Hey, okay. Eyes closed one more time. I didn't tell you to open them, by the way. I just saw these little eyes looking at me. If you have never started a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm talking about all this stuff, and you're like, I need, I need to know Him, first of all. If that's you today, you've never started a relationship with Jesus. We do not close the service without giving people an opportunity to do it. Or maybe you've had a relationship with Jesus, but it's grown cold and stale. And today you're ready for a fresh start. We're not going to ask you to do anything special today. Don't have to stand up. Don't have to run up here. Just right where you are as a sign of obedience, as a sign of activation. Would you just raise your hand today? I want to make a fresh start with Jesus. I see you, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, I see you right over here. Come on, up high. Not a little hand raised. Come on, up high. I want to make a fresh start with Jesus today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's all stand this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, raise your right hand. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Come on, say it. Jesus. Thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And thank you that you've placed your spirit on me, in me. I'm believing for activation today. I want everything you have for me. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and eternal life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, take a deep breath and shout amen. Amen. Come on.